0: This is not just a sermon, neither is it just a teaching. You're about to hear a message from God that will empower and equip you and cause you to excel in life here on earth and in eternity in heaven. Get ready for a transformation by the word of God through his daughter, Pastor Fumi Obelon. Let's be seated in God's wonderful presence. So last week we talked, we said love is, um, the love church is a growing church. And the G was for growth. The R was for revive, great. The O was for outstanding and outgoing and outspoken. The W was for? winners there are no losers in this house the i was for invisible the church of god is invisible and supernatural wow you are doing wonderful the n is for no nonsense church we don't take nonsense here and the g is for it's a giving church generously giving generously all right so this today we are going to look at the love church the love church is a faith church the love church is a, it's a faith church. If we look at some, um, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 of the passage we read. The Bible tells us that on one of those days as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with them to heal. These were the big people in ministry. They were the archbishops. They were the the professors of, the the, the doctors of law, of theology. They were people who, uh, they, they, they they were the popes of the day. They were all seated. And Jesus was teaching them. And they had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. They had assembled from far and near. They wanted to hear this new thing that was happening, they wanted to hear this new word that was coming forth, they wanted to see this young man who was making waves. This new deliverance minister in town, this new uh, prophet in town, they had itchy ears. They just wanted to hear something new. They were all seated there. The Bible tells us, and the power of God was there to heal. How many of them got healed? No? Read your Bible. All the people who sat there that day, how many of them got healed? None. Of all those Pharisees, all those big theology people, none of them received a miracle. And the power of God was present to give them a miracle. And so what happened? And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. There was somebody who had a need. There was somebody who had a pain. And his friends were desperate to get him help. He was paralyzed. They brought him on a stretcher. The place was packed out with people who wanted to hear something new. And outside was somebody who needed help. Sometimes in church, we are full with people who, maybe it's just their religious duty they came to perform. Maybe they are just there to hear something new. Maybe... uh, Maybe that morning they just... You know what? Let me just go to church. Religious people. Steeped in religion. Full of doctrine. Professors of theology. And outside there are people who need Jesus. Who are desperate for help. But they can't get in. Because the religious people in church have blocked the entryway. Our attitude. Our traditions. The way we look at people. The way we talk to people. They feel like, I need help. But the door of this church is closed to me. But here we find four young men. The Bible says where two or more are gathered. And the Lord is there. That is what? That is church right there. There were four of them. They did not allow the attitude of the religious people to keep them out. They did not allow the fact that the church was, over, was overflowing and there was nowhere to come in to keep them out. These were sincere friends. How many of us have sincere friends? Well, here were four sincere friends. Of all the friends that this young man had, there were four who stood out. And so they brought him on a stretcher. They couldn't get in. The Bible tells us that the power of God was available to heal. And his friends brought him. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd... They climbed the roof. They let him down with his bed through the tiles. Into the mist. And laid him right there in front of Jesus. In the face of them all. The Bible says, Jesus looked up and was wondering. What? <laughs> Who is creeping on the roof of this building? Debris was falling from the roof. On his face, on his hair. What's going, everybody was, what's going on up here? And suddenly a stretcher comes down with a paralyzed man on it. Jesus looked up. They said, Lord Jesus, we need healing for our friend. The Lord said to them, when he saw their faith, Jesus healed the man. The love church is a faith church. Love produces faith. When it is passionate, because we love God passionately, when you love God passionately, you believe in him. You trust in him. You depend on him. Love produces faith. When it is compassionate, when you love others compassionately, you care for them. You are concerned about them. You pray for them. You intercede for them. You go out of your way like those four young men. Whatever it will cost, you do it for them. Because you believe that it can be better than this for them. Love produces faith where you love yourself unconditionally. You're able to stand in the place of prayer and say to the devil, shut up. It's not about my righteousness, it's about Jesus Christ who paid the price for my redemption. Shut up, Satan. I can lean on the... On the my, my, Jesus took my sin and gave me his righteousness. So I am qualified and I'm eligible for the blessing of the Lord. When you love yourself unconditionally, it's not about, am I worthy? Because Jesus has made you worthy. And you love yourself just the way you are because that is how God loves you. Love produces faith. What is faith? Faith. The Bible tells us, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I like the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version says, now faith is the assurance. The title deed. Now, how many of us have ever bought a car and we had to take a car note? When you take the car note, you drive the car out of the dealership, but they don't give you the title. Because it's not yours. You are paying a note on it. The bank who lends you the money has the title. It actually belongs to them. But when you finish paying that note, they send you your title. And you get the title in the mail. Because now it belongs to you. Faith is your title. Whatever you are believing God for, when when, when you have faith that it is yours, that is your title. You may not see it. Unlike your car, you actually see your car, but it doesn't belong to you. Does it belong to you? You see it, but it's not really yours. But when you have faith with God for anything, you may not see what it is, but the title deed is in your hand. It is is the legal evidence that you own it. Faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for. It is a divine guarantee that what you believe you already have. It is the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. When you have faith, it is real. Whatever it is you are believing is real. You may not see it, but it is real. It is in existence. Your faith has created it. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. You can't experience it, you can't touch it, it's not tangible. But faith established as a fact that you have it. Love produces faith. The love of these four men produced faith. A faith that could not stop them from acting. Again, because I'm looking at faith, using it as an acronym today. F is for faith. Faith. The A is for audacious. The love church is an audacious church. It is a church that is bold. It is a church that is courageous. It is a church that is desperate. It is a church that does not take no for an answer. It's a church that is willing to take risks and even offend other people. You know when you are when you are a risk taker, people will say, what's wrong with you? What is the problem? Why, why why, do you want to do this? Why do you want to do it that way? Why you just think that you are special? Yes, we are special. We are special. So, I'm sorry that you are offended. But we are a love church. We are a faith church. We go We are, we are, we are angels feel fear to tread. We are not intimidated. We are not you know, we are not afraid. We are bold. We are courageous. We are ready to do something new. We are ready to do something different. We are ready to do something that has never been done before because we have a big God who can do anything. I thought somebody would be excited. you are not excited. I am excited. I am very excited. The Bible says audacious I mean the, the when I was checking for the meaning it says audacious comes from the Latin word audacia and means daring boldness and courage You have to be daring It requires courage And often it gets applied in situations where someone does something pretty unusual, like becoming an astronaut and going to the moon. Extremely original, without restriction to prior ideas. Highly inventive. I like that. I like that. An audacious vision of the city's bright future, recklessly bold in defiance of convention. It could even be insolent or brazen, audacious. The faith church is an audacious church. We have a story in Matthew 15, well, starting from verse 21, of the Samaritan woman who came to Jesus and said, I need help, I need help, I need help. And everybody around looked at her. And, what is this woman doing in this kind of gathering? The Samaritans and the Jews do not hang out together. They just don't. They don't hang out together. But here was this woman. She defied convention. She defied the, uh, the, the She defied protocol. And she ran after Jesus. And they said, you can't come after Jesus. He's a Jew. He's a rabbi. But well, she had already broken protocol. She had already broken the barrier. And Jesus said, what is it? What do you want? And she said, I need help for my daughter. Jesus looked at her and said... <laughs> I'm a Jew. I'm sent to the Jews. I don't give the children's bread bread to the dog because the Jews regarded the Samaritans as, you know, unbelievers. Right. I'm not giving the children's bread to the dog. And she and she was not offended. In twenty years in this church, I've never called anybody a dog. Jesus called her a dog. She did not leave church. She did not say, who do you think you are? Oh, you, you don't know who I am? Because I, it's the rain that fell that brought pigeons and chickens together. <laughs> That's an African proverb. Some people in church are too full of themselves. Walking here, all puffed off like you, you know, who who are you? Are like I'm all I'm 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 all it. Without me here, yeah, here yeah, is really, really. But for the grace of God in your life. What what are you? A heap of a heap of um, a heap of dust. But for the grace of God, people come to church and they're all puffed up. And then you say and, and then they walk out. I'm going this here, I'm going there. Ah. <laughs> I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That's a rock. Or a tree will not take your place. Jesus said, We don't give the children's bread to a dog. The woman said, Yes, Lord, but. In essence, she was saying, Lord, you are wrong. That's wisdom. She seemed to be agreeing with him, but she was actually disagreeing with him. He said, Jesus, you are wrong. That was what she was saying to him. She said, yes, Lord, but the crumbs that fall from the table of the master, the dogs can eat of it. And Jesus got the message. Jesus said, you have faith. You are smart. You are wise. It's not your going like this that makes you wise. In fact, the people, the people who are wise don't talk. It's the foolish people who will be puffed. Empty barrels make. <laughs> when you hear the barrel, poo, 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 there's nothing inside it. <laughs> nothing is empty. The woman walked away with a miracle. She was audacious. She broke protocol. She broke barriers. She stepped out in faith. She held on to Jesus. They said, you can't hold on to She said, yes, I can. I can. The faith church, the, the love church is a faith church and faith is audacious. It's, faith will make you to go where other people fear to go. Who would have thought that a black man would be in the White House? He sat there, he slept there, not only the first time, the second time. And they are mad till today. <laughs> They are mad still today. They said, anybody but a black man. And they went and carried somebody there. And all he's doing <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anything but a black man. The love church is a faith church, <laughs> it is innovative, it is imaginative. It thinks out of the box. It's ground breaking. It's epoch making. It's unboxed. It's unfettered. Faith liberates you. If you are a love church, is interested in results. Amen. When you are interested in results, you do not allow anything to box you in. You are constantly thinking, how do I make this thing work? You are not limited by tradition. You are not limited by the by, by you know by by what will what will people say? You are innovative, you are imaginative, you are thinking, how can we make these things work? Genesis 1 verse 27 tells us. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, God created him. male and female, God created them. Up to that point, there there had never been human beings. All that existed, that was living, were spirits. God is a spirit. And God sat down and said, hey. Let's make something material in our image. Let's make man. He named it the thing. He said, we will call it man. He said, I will take dust, but it will be in our image. In fact, we will not just make one thing. We will make that man a species, and we will make of that species two kinds, a man and a woman innovative. It came out of the imagination of God. The Love Church is an innovative church. It's a church that is full of imagination. I think it was about nearly a year ago, a young man walked up to me. I said, I, I, I want to do something in this church. I want to do something in this church. I, I want to, I just feel as if God wants me to do something. I said, okay, what do you want to do? I want to do this with uh, IT. I want to do that with IT. I said, okay, whatever you want to do. I was there one day. He walked in. He brought in some furniture. I didn't know what was going on. I think it was a few days later. I went into the room. He had set it up with tables, with uh, chairs, with, with computers. I walked in, I said, wow. It came out of his imagination. It's called vision. I didn't ask him. Th- Nobody gave him a penny. If you walk in there now, we call it the innovation lab. Everything there, I don't know how it got there. He had a vision. He had an imagination. Everything was born out of it. He himself furnished it and equipped it. And many of you don't even know him. He's not walking about like this. So, Pastor, you were preaching about me yesterday. I'm not coming to the church anymore. The faith church. Imaginative, innovative, things outside of the box. God created man out of his imagination. The faith church is a tenacious church. It doesn't give up. It is faithful, it is loyal, it is constant and consistent. It is fired up with its faith. It has faith in an all-powerful wonder working on failing God. It is confident in one thing that he who started the good work will finish it up. It's a tenacious church. It will not give up. We went through hell and high water when we were trying to possess this place. We bought it, but we could not take possession. It was a five-year battle. Hearing after hearing. Legal fees to be paid. Go and bring this document. Go and bring that document. Go and call this expert. Go and call that expert. Five years, it was as if we would not, we would, it, it was as if this thing was going to swallow us up. But here we are, in the building, in the community that said, We don't want you, but today they want us. Today they want us. Because they can see that we are genuine and we are sincere and we have something to offer. They are not our enemies. You are coming, you see them there, they are watching over us, protecting us, making sure we are safe. A love church is a tenacious church. It does not give up. It, what we believe in something that is worthwhile. So we do not give up on our vision. We are holding on. You know the story of Ruth. Ruth, the Moabite woman, married to a Jew. And her husband died. Her mother-in-law said, go back to your people. She said, I will not go back. She said, I will follow you. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. In fact, where you die is where I will die. She was a woman of vision. It isn't like today where you enter the plane and you can fly anywhere. Or you Google it on T or uh, Google it and you see what the place looks like. She had never been to Bethlehem. She did not know what the place was like, but she said, I will go with you. She was a woman of vision. She had seen something in Naomi. There's something about this woman. I will, burn my, I will burn my bridges and go with her. And she burns her bridges. A love church is a church that burns its bridges. She said, I will burn my I will go with her. That woman is in the genealogy of Jesus. She's in the genealogy of Jesus. If you are going to make a mark, you must be a tenacious person. You don't give up. You don't give up. You don't, no matter what failure is tearing you in the face, the Bible says, I will fall seven times, I will still get up. You do not give up. You do not give up. You do not give up. Miles Monroe, I was listening to him a few days ago. He said, I met Corrie Ten Boom. Corrie Ten Boom is a Jewish woman who was in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany for a long time. And you know what those Nazi camps were like. She suffered. There was a particular person in charge of her camp who, was, who made her suffer tremendously. And after the war was over, the Lord worked it out in such a way that she saw that man and she had to forgive him. She had to forgive him. Despite all that he had done to her, she had to forgive him. The Lord gave her a ministry that even at age 80 and over, the woman was ministering all over. So she met, Miles Monroe said, Miles Monroe, you know, of blessed memory, said he met her as a young man and at that time she was already in her 80s and she said and he said to her he said what do you what word do you have to give to a young man what, what is something important that you would like to give to a young man and she he said the woman said to her young man grow where you are planted grow where you are planted don't be uprooted from here to here trees are planted Trees do not, You can't be uprooting trees and be planting them everywhere. You can't. If you are, if you are, a, if 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 you are being uprooted and being planted everywhere. Today you are planted here. Tomorrow you are planted there. The day after you are planted somewhere else. You are a flower. You will wither and you will die. Flowers are annual. Or maybe they can last for five years. You know some of them. But trees, I went to New Orleans a few years ago. I walked through, I I went on some sightseeing. And they showed me some trees. They called them baby oaks. I said, these are baby oaks? How? And they said, yes, they are baby oaks. They had been there for over 400 years. They are baby oaks. Growing where they are planted. They were lasting for four hundred years. If they had been uprooted and planted, they would have died long ago. Tenacious, you hold on. Good or bad, you hold on. She said, "I'm not leaving you alone. I will not return from following you." Her Ophelia, her sister-in-law, that returned—we did. That was the last we had of her. Tenacious. Refuses to give up, stubborn, holds on, is immovable, is unshakable. You can't pry them out. And the H is for harnesses and health. The love church is a faith church. It harnesses all resources. More than enough in the seemingly little that we see. All the resources it has, it harnesses it. It harnesses all its resources. It allows the people who are gifted to do certain things to do what they are gifted to do. Amen? Amen. It was a little boy that had five loaves of bread and two small fish that fed thousands. He surrendered it. The disciples thought they were humoring Jesus. Jesus said, feed these thousands of people. They said, where are we going to get the money to feed all of them? Jesus said, we can feed them. They said, we can. He said, okay. So they went. They said, he won't listen to you. You know, he doesn't listen to anybody. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, okay, we found somebody. He has five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus said, bring it. He said, all of you come. He said, okay, begin to give it out. Was it, was it enough? Did everybody eat? Was there left over? 12 baskets left over from one boy's lunch. Because one boy surrendered all that he had. Everybody was satisfied. All the resources that we need is in this church. There are people sitting here who should be in the choir. They are not in the choir. They are ushering. Oh, okay then. Nobody told me anything, it just came out. (laughs) There are people sitting here who should be in the technical room. There are people sitting here who should be in the innovation lab. There are people in the technical room who who should not be in the technical room, who should be sitting down here. But if people are not where they are supposed to be, other people will just be there because whatsoever your hands find to do, you do it well. There are people creative who should have redone this thing five times over since the lady who was doing it last year left. Everything we need. To make this church a a world-class church is sitting here. It harnesses all resources. It doesn't despise small things. There are people here who, if they walk into any environment, when they finish cleaning it up, when they finish organizing it, If they ask you to put your lunch down in the restroom, you will put it down because of how clean it will be. And they walk here, walk into church on Sunday morning, all nicely dressed up. When they should come to church with their work clothes, after service they get in there and they are cleaning it up. The faith church, the love church is a faith church. The love church has faith. The love church is audacious. The love church is innovative. The love church is tenacious. The love church harnesses all its resources. The love church is an uncommon, unusual church. It's a miracle church. It's a supernatural church. It defies human reason. It confounds the knowledgeable. It exceeds the extraordinary. The love church is God's own church. Let's rise up on our feet. The Word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.